We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's August 9th, it is 2023. We have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's main slate. There are, is a, I think it's like a three-game early slate for some day baseball. We're going to focus on the main slate here on today's podcast. Joined today by TJ. He said he's liking being back in the co-host role where he doesn't have to hit all the buttons. Uh, TJ, what's happening, my friend? I don't have to press live and I can just spend my time chatting with the YouTube chats and I don't have to, <laughs> I, I can't get over just how I was chatting with YouTube that one show, not noticing that there was no chat talking voices in the boxes, like right beside the chat. Like I had it up and I still didn't notice. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to get over uh, that one, but yeah, now I just get to enjoy myself, talk baseball, chat with you, chat with the, with the chats, I'm going to be doing more uh, producing stuff for Roto Grinders, I think, going forward, especially once NFL season gets going. So hopefully I can uh, keep things going a little bit smoother than than the dreaded August 1st. <laughs> well, glad to, glad to have you, man. I hope everyone's having a fantastic Tuesday night over there in YouTube chat. Uh, interesting slate, I think, is the best way to put um, Tuesday night. I, I mean, nail my pitchers. I, I got some home runs, um, a lot of Cubs, a lot of Brewers, a lot of Dodgers. So see how the night kind of ends up. Um, see how Scherzer does and see how the night flows. Hope. Um, yeah. Hope everyone's having a great night. Let's, I mean, let's jump in. A lot, we got nine games, a lot to talk about. 
Um, we get started here with Houston at Baltimore. This game is currently at a nine total. The Orioles, a 125 favorite. We have Javier against Flaherty. Christian Javier going up against Baltimore. Any interest here in Javier? No, I don't think so. Baltimore is a strong offense, and I don't really like targeting them unless it's a pitcher who is just absolutely lights out. And Javier has shown wild strikeout upside at times, but it hasn't been there as often this year as it was last year, and I don't think I can get there against the Orioles. Yeah, I mean, 8,100, he really hasn't shown, like, a big upside game. Like, he had nine strikeouts against Tampa a couple games ago, but still only put up 20 fantasy points in that outing. So, um, I think he was only put up over 31 time this whole entire season. Uh, I think Baltimore is a good enough offense where I don't have to play Christian Javier today. Uh, Flaherty on the other side of this game, 7,200, you know, first start last time out with Baltimore against Toronto. His velocity ticked. Um, you know, this is something I'm definitely going to be paying attention to. He's cheap in this matchup. Houston healthy. Uh, the lineup obviously back to being very tough. But I love the uptick that we saw in velocity. It was one start, but um, good, good, like uh, good thing to kind of watch here over the next couple starts for Jack Flaherty. Yeah, I, I. Don't think I want to play him against Houston, even though he is cheap and he has looked a little bit better, like you said. But um, I agree more. I feel like more something I want to look at for future slates as opposed to going up against Houston. Yeah, I I wish there's a better spot. I do think that the fact that he's cheap and if you're playing large field tournaments, you could, you know, take some shots on it. Um, I, I necessarily, I don't think I talked you off of it. He's just 7,200 for a guy that, I mean, his upside is there and maybe honestly, maybe he just needed to get out of St. Louis. Um, sorry to all my St. Louis fans, um, that hang out and chat with us, but I mean, maybe that's what it was. And we see that from time to time, but yeah, I mean, St. Louis, they were struggling to get his velocity. It was up two miles an hour on average. Like that's a huge, huge increase. Um, so uh, again, I'm going to be paying attention to it. Nothing else really changed. He he still kind of relied on the like the fastball slider curveball kind of mix, but uh, fastball was up two ticks. That's uh, that's great. So I think Flaherty is in play for tournaments, large field tournaments. Uh, just again, 7,200. If the velocity is going to be there, um, he is he has the like talent to be an elite type pitcher, an ace. Um, So maybe this is a really good pickup for Baltimore uh, because again, like he was struggling a little bit there with St. Louis. Um, Houston bats, any interest in the Astros here? Yeah, for me, it'll be Tucker Alvarez and then only guys in a full stack in case we get the wild Flaherty, even, even when he's been kind of limiting hard contact, he's still been walking a lot of guys and Houston is a very, very scary team to do that against. And so he's hasn't been near as bad as he was earlier in the season, um, but still usually good for two or three walks a game. And uh, this Houston's a very patient team. So Alvarez and Tucker always in play as one-offs. Um, I like both of them quite a bit. And then the full stack, they're not going to be near like my favorite on the board by any means, but it's Houston and they're healthy. So they're always in play. Yeah. I mean, Alvarez, Tucker, um, Altuve, any of those guys, if you want a one-off, I don't think I'm stacking Houston in this spot. Um, I mean, there has been plenty of times this year where I feel like you could 
stack against Flaherty. I just don't think we're going to see like St. Louis Flaherty. So we'll see. Um, Baltimore side of this game, Javier is hittable. Any interest in Baltimore here? Yeah, a little bit. They, uh, I feel similarly to them as Houston. I like the matchup better than I do uh, for the Houston batters, but I like the Houston batters a little bit better than the Baltimore ones. Um, and so, yeah, this team can always knock a bunch of home runs out of the park. Rutschman, Henderson, Santander. Um, if Mountcastle gets a good lineup spot, I'm even okay with him against the righty. And then if it's O'Hearn in there instead, well, he's 2,900. So I have no problem with that at all. So um, not another team, not on the top of my list, but definitely will be a team I stack in MME. Yeah. Henderson is um, a guy that I really like for tournaments today. Javier, when he does struggle, he struggles with like left-handed power. Um, so you know, Rutschman and Henderson, and then maybe throw in like a third piece and make this a mini stack. I think there's upside in this spot um, for the Baltimore lefties. All right. Atlanta at Pittsburgh, nine and a half total here. The Braves, a 280 favorite. We got our boy Priester facing off against Max Freed. Um, Max Freed, 9,400, huge favorite. I mean, we're looking at a spot. He probably goes out and dominates. The only problem is, like, what's his pitch count going to be? Is it, like, a 10 to 12 pitch increase to, like, 85 pitches? He absolutely dominated the Cubs last time out with 72 pitches. Like, where are you at on Max Freed today? Um, More price than anything else. I want to wait and see if we hear anything about if he's going to get a pitch increase. Like, if we get it on decent authority that he's probably going to be up around 85, 80, maybe even pushing a 90, I'm going to have quite a bit of interest, even though Pittsburgh's just been absolutely mashing regardless of who they, what pitcher they faced recently. Um, I will have some interest just because Freed looked dominant and we know long-term that he's a very good pitcher, even if not always the highest uh, strikeout pitcher, a very great uh, pitcher limiting hard contact. And so, I'm going to be interested to see the pitch count. I'm going to be interested to see the ownership. Those two things are greatly going to dictate how much interest I have in Freed. Um, but if he's going to be very low owned and we see him getting upwards of 85 pitches, then I'm definitely going to take some shots. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we see him in the 10 to 12 pitch increase kind of range. Um, so 80 to 85 would be my guess for freed um they had a lot of call-ups they have a lot of lefty call-ups i think this lineup could be very good for freed so i'm definitely interested um i'm with tj i really hope we kind of get some kind of news i highly doubt we get some kind of news but um i I would really like to get some type of news as far as like how many pitches he's going to throw but if i had to guess like if i had an educated guess i'd say 80 to 85 pitches here um but i mean earlier this season before pre-injury this is a guy that went from like 79 pitches to 107 pitches um so like from one start he almost had a 30 pitch increase so wouldn't shock me if he threw more hope we get some kind of news um quinn priester (laughs) um this is an easy x for me today against atlanta even if acuna does not play i still don't think i want to play priester today could play a thousand lineups and I wouldn't get there. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, Acuna left the game for anybody that didn't see 
got hit by a pitch on his elbow. Highly doubt he plays on Wednesday. Um, it's one of the worst places to get hit. It hurts. It hurts for a couple of days. Um, there's no fun place to get hit by a 95 mile an hour fastball for what it's worth. Um, it hurts. It really does. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Atlanta bats? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, a, what are your thoughts on where you'd like to get hit by a 95? No, it, it hurts, man. Fastball. It doesn't um, like anything over like 85 Hertz. Atlanta's the top stack on the slate and they always are. And when they face a pitcher who, who struggles like Priester does at uh, at times so far early in his career, load them up. Atlanta's the top stack on the slate. Yeah, I mean, they're a top stack. They're expensive. If Acuna doesn't play, I think the stack overall gets cheaper. Um, maybe Harris hits leadoff. That'd be fantastic. Maybe, I mean, I would assume it's probably Rosario that hits leadoff or even Albies. Uh, but, man, how awesome would it be to see Michael Harris hit leadoff if Acuna doesn't play? Um, but, yeah, I like the Braves a lot. It's all about pricing. But, yeah, great spot for them here against Priester. Uh, any interest in the Pittsburgh bats here? Like, no, but every single night they're just absolutely raking. So maybe I should. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't love this spot overall, but I hear what you're saying. Um, Max Fried's not a guy that typically gives up a lot of home runs or gets blown up. And the other, like the other thing that you're like in the back of your mind, you're like Atlanta has a top five bullpen. So like you're getting a good ground ball, doesn't get blown up pitcher. And then you're getting a good bullpen behind him if the game's close. So I think the extreme would be like Freed struggles at Pittsburgh goes off and you get the bad end of the bullpen on the third day. But, yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Pittsburgh here. Um, respect this pitcher and the staff very much. I can't imagine wanting to go there at all. But it's like I, if, say, you're making a, team, a lineup that's Gaussman and Otani together and you just are looking at this Pittsburgh team and realize, like, wow, I can get somebody under 3K at every single position. I understand <laughs> it, but uh, I, I don't really want to. You know why they're 3K? <laughs> all right uh kansas city at boston 10 and a half total in this game the red sox a 275 favorite we got pavetta and lyles facing off against each other um i mean my socks have been somewhat disappointing here uh singer pitched really well against them was it reagan's pitch well against them on monday 
if Jordan Lyles beats the Red Sox, I might be a little worried. Um, any interest here in Lyles? I played Reagans on Monday. I played Singer on Tuesday. I don't think I can play Jordan Lyles on Wednesday. It's not going to happen. Yeah, easy, easy pass for me. Um, I'm out. Pavetta, I, I love Pavetta in this spot. Um, I am a little concerned about like how deep he'll pitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a spot where Pavetta is a, a, a guy that has plenty of strikeout ability. Kansas City is, I mean, they've been hitting the ball really well over the last week, week and a half, two weeks. But I I love the strikeout ceiling in this matchup for Pavetta under 8K. Yeah, he's one of my favorite pitchers on the slate. I think that worst uh like top three um he's probably would be like my cash game sp2 type of thing and he's going to be one of my favorite tournament pitchers as well yeah i mean again like i know kansas city's been a little bit better here recently i know cutter crawford did not do well against them um last night or tonight if whenever you listen to the podcast but Pavetta is a guy that gives up home runs and I hate it, but I mean, this is a guy that could give up a couple home runs and still strike out like eight, nine guys here at 7,800. So um, I'm going to attack the ceiling of his strikeout ability here um, sitting around like a, a 29% K rate this season. And if we look at over the last month, 36% K rate, his strikeout stuff has been fantastic. So um, love the strikeout ability here. This is one of those rare instances where like I say rare, but I'll be playing some Pavetta, but I also think I'll play some Kansas City today. Pavetta is a guy that gives up some home runs. They're they're cheap outside of wit. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Royals? Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, they're nice and cheap. They've been hitting the ball really well recently, and they're getting a massive park upgrade going from Kansas City to Boston. So I think the stack is absolutely in play. I'm going to be looking to get both sides of those in tournaments. All right. Um any interest in the Red Sox here? Yeah, you got to. I mean, I think Raphael Devers is one of the top plays on the slate at only 5,200. All these lefties, Dever, uh, Devers, Yoshida, uh, Duran, Cassis, all of them are in play, and they're likely going to project as one of the top stacks. Um, if they're going to be what I view as over-owned, like they have in the past couple nights, I might get, try and get a little underweight. Um, but I'm they're likely going to project as very very high and as long as their ownership doesn't get too crazy I'm, i'll probably get a lot of them as well uh they did already announce that justin turner is not going to play like they're going to rest him tuesday and wednesday so we know that turner is going to be on the lineup uh so i mean that definitely adds some potential upside you know who plays trevor story came back um he's kind of pricey <laughs> stinks but um good to see him back but yeah i mean I think this is a really interesting spot for the Red Sox. And again, I know like they've been disappointing, but you got to have a short memory when it comes to DFS and Lyles is super hittable. So um, here we go again, playing the Red Sox. What's new? Toronto at Cleveland. A total in this game. The Blue Jays are 145 favorite. We got Gaussman and Allen facing off against each other. Uh, any interest here in Kevin Gaussman? Yeah, this Cleveland team is a shell of itself right now. I think Gaussman is definitely the top pitcher on the slate. Yeah, I mean, this team is rough. Um, do we know, like, so he did, I know he didn't serve the suspension on Tuesday, right? Um, so, I mean, you can only appeal and it goes so far. I think that, um, 
you know, maybe Ramirez doesn't play in this game and the suspension starts, the lineup would be even worse. Um, but yeah, ton of Kikuchi um, on Tuesday night. And I mean, it's hard for me not to have a lot of interest here in Gaussman. Yeah, I agree with you. Like just, he's been the second best strikeout pitcher in baseball this year behind Strider. Couple bad games, but usually even if he gets touched up a little bit, he can salvage himself with six innings and eight uh, strikeouts, something like that. So I think he's the top raw points guy on the board. And in terms of him and Otani, he's going to be the one I'll be, uh, I'll be prioritizing. All right. Um, Alan on the other side. Uh, your Blue Jays, they've been struggling, man. Um, any interest here in Allen? They've uh, been struggling, you know, but they've they've still been they've still been winning a little bit, which has been nice. They've been uh, able to hold on to some some tight games and gain some ground on uh, on your Red Sox there. But sorry, I don't know why I had to word it that way and rub that in. But uh, they've just been weirdly bad against lefties this year. And it doesn't really make sense based on their hard hit rates. Logan Allen, I think maybe has a little bit of upside here against the blue Jays. They've been striking out more recently than they have been uh, based on their season numbers. But at 8.4 K, I just don't really think I can do it. If he was in the, if he was mid seven Ks, I think I'd have a lot of interest, but nah. Yeah, I mean, I talked about um, Bybee on this uh, podcast yesterday and said that I thought he'd be low owned. He was like 4% owned um, in most of the three-entry max stuff that I play. And But if I think he had like 27, um, he had a really good game. Really good game. So I just don't think this is the same type of spot. I, I do think that like Allen has some upside in this spot, but I don't think he has as much upside as like a righty that dominates or – a righty that is above average against righties facing this lineup. So I think there's enough pitching on the slate. Three-inch max guy. I probably don't get to Allen today. Not to say that I'm like stacking Toronto either. What are your thoughts on the Blue Jays bats here? Be a lot more interested in a mini stack than a full stack here, I think. Um, I mean, Logan, Logan Allen can get a little wild at sometimes, but it's mostly just home run hunting, I think, in this spot. He's not like his ISO is that crazy to righties, but he's getting hit hard almost 50% of the time. Um, and so Vlad, Merrifield, I think are in play, and even DeJong if you need to save some salary. But I think Danny Jansen will be one of my favorite one-offs on the slate. I was going to mention Jansen as well. Um, I hope he catches because a lot of interest in Jansen if he catches here. Um, he's 3,500, kind of in that mid-tier um, catcher position. So I really hope that he he starts and plays in this one. A lot of is interest it, in him. It's weird how, like, I don't really have any interest in a Blue Jays full stack outside of MME, but I think Danny Jansen would be my favorite catcher on the slate. Now, my, my question um, – Again, I've been very out of tune, and everybody listened to the podcast yesterday and Monday. Will DeJong move up in the lineup, do you think, against the lefty, or do you think he is going to be hitting ninth most days? He hasn't moved up yet, um, but like you mentioned, their offense hasn't really been doing that great lately, and so against the lefty, I could potentially see it, but I doubt he moves up all that much because they'll definitely go Merrifield 1, Um and they'll and they'll probably have uh well Schneider Schneider could hit leadoff too, right? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be Schneider or Merrifield one, but I, I would assume it goes Merrifield, Schneider two, 
Vlad three, Springer four. Um, and so maybe they move him up a little bit, but I doubt he gets like bumped to like a leadoff spot or something like that. Yeah, I, d- I don't think they play belt is kind of what I was thinking. Um, He's been playing against lefties lately. Um, good time to give him a day off. But it would probably be a – I mean, he's he's been their best hitter lately, which is weird. Oh, man. Um, Cleveland bats, any interest in Cleveland here? Nope. Yeah, this lineup is just in shambles. Like, if Jose Ramirez suspension upheld and you want to take a shot on him, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Um, man, the Milwaukee Brewers right now, they can't throw a strike. They've been like 10 balls in a row and walked in two runs. Cubs, Mets. This game has a nine total. It's a pick 'em game. It's Hendricks and Peterson facing off against each other. Um, Kyle Hendricks, 6,600. Any interest in Hendricks here going up against the Mets? No, I don't really want to have any interest in Kyle Hendricks, but it's 6,600. I've just been kind of going overweight on all cheap pitchers who are able to throw a baseball in a moderately straight direction lately. And it's been going pretty well for me. Um, and so not a target, but I will keep him in the MME pool. Most likely. I mean, Hendricks benefits on the days that he has good Babbitt. Like if he can get people just to hit to people, um, he doesn't walk people. He doesn't strike people out at a high clip. If you can get like four or five strikeouts out of Hendricks and he hits the ball, two people the whole game i mean it's not like this team is super scary you know outside of alonzo and lindor um i mean the lineup is not overall great so if i feel like if you could get one of these days that he just kind of you know generates a lot of ground balls and babbitt goes his way doesn't give up a home run to i'd say like the home run chasing guys would be navarez big fly ball guy um and alonzo who we know is a big fly ball guy so like you're just you're kind of avoiding those guys um, if you're playing Hendricks. Peterson on the other side is 6,300. I mean, 50 pitches last time out. I don't – maybe he gets like a, a 15 to 20 pitch increase. I just don't think he pitches enough for me to have interest in him. Um, any interest here? No, we got to wait until he gets that pitch count way up before we can start playing him. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, Cubs, Bats, any interest here in Chicago? Maybe a little bit. Um, Chicago's been hitting the baseball pretty well lately. Uh, Peterson is, I feel like, a pretty evenly splits guy, and so I always like a, a low-owned uh, Cody Bellinger in a lefty-lefty spot. And then most of the other guys in this lineup uh, smash lefties pretty well. So maybe a little bit of interest, but considering this is going to be mostly a bullpen game, probably not a ton. Um, but having said that, it's not like the Mets are exactly – putting out uh, great pitchers right now anyways. So um, I don't mind the Cubs. They're not one of my favorites, but I, but I kind of like them. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't expect Peterson to go too deep. They do have um, lefties and righties waiting in the bullpen. I mean, Horner, I think is okay. Swanson, Candelario has actually um, been someone that has, done really well here since moving over and bellinger hits lefty lefty well i could see getting like a bellinger swanson candelario morel secondary stack type of play young gomes like i could see stacking here i just i hate the ballpark um any interest in the mets bats here 
Not a lot. I feel similarly to the Mets as I do about the Cubs. I can't, or no, actually that's not true. I like the Cubs a lot more than I like the Mets. Um, the Mets, I don't really like at all as a full stack. Um, but as a mini stack, I'm game for, I'll always play Alvarez. Nimmo's had a good year. I'll always play Lindor and Pete Alonso has just been one of the hottest pitchers and all the hottest hitters in all of baseball. And so I think he is a phenomenal one-off. Well, in chat says he is a Freeman home run away from a 15 K home run parlay, I think is what it looks like. So I'm rooting for you to get a Freeman home run. Let's get it done. All right, heading to the other New York team, Yankees, White Sox um, facing off against each other. It sounds like Severino is going to pitch. Sounds like he's going to pitch. I mean, there's still like a lot of things. I mean, there's no total out for this game, so it might not be Severino, so we'll kind of have to see. Um, And then Clevenger is pitching for the White Sox here. Uh, if, If it is Severino, any interest here in Severino? I've just been picking on him all season long and I plan to continue to do it. But like, if there's any type of time I'm going to play him, I guess it would be at 5.6 K against the white Sox. I don't want to, but if the white Sox are chalk, I will play some Severino. If Severino is chalk because he's 5.6K and projection systems are giving him a, a good projection because of his past stats and people are getting to him, then no, I will not play him and the White Sox will be my highest home stack. Yeah, um, I have a lot of interest in the White Sox today, so I don't really have a ton of interest um, here. Any interest in Clevenger on the other side? No, I don't think so. Maybe an MME I would consider including him in the pool, but I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I I love the fact that you could like take pitchers against this team. They strike out a bunch. Um, so I, I completely understand it. I just I don't think I I don't think I love it today. Uh Yankees bats. I think the Yankees are very much in play for a stack today. Yeah, I agree. Um, Clevenger's, I mean, maybe a guy that I want to target one-offs and mini stacks more than more than a full stack. But you can you can usually get a full stack here pretty cheap. Get you some McKinney, some Bowers to go alongside Judge and Torres and the other expensive bats you want. So I think I like a mini stack better, but I don't mind the full stack. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I like the stacks on both sides. I think it's a very stackable game. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game. Um, I'll be very interested to see what the total comes out at. Um, White Sox, Bats, you kind of already said what your thoughts are here. Um, Anything else you want to add? I think Luis Robert is arguably the best one-off on the slate, even if you're not stacking. Uh, 5,500 is the cheapest we've seen him in a long time, so I think he's a phenomenal play. Same with Eloy Jimenez, 3,700, cheapest we've gotten him in quite a while, so... 
this is a very cheap team. I'm going to like them quite a bit. I will play some Severino if he's low owned against them. But if Severino picks any kind of ownership up, I'm going to be getting to a lot of White Sox. Yeah, there's a there's a cheap pitcher that I like today. Um, I know, shocking. Um, young is he kid 4K? getting his, no. Yeah, he is 4K. Um, so I I know everybody's shocked. I like a a guy getting a call up. That's minimum salary. San Francisco at LA taking on the Angels. Uh, no total in this game because the Giants have not told us who they're going to pitch in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Beck um, opening for somebody. Who knows? I, the Giants. Or somebody are... opening for Beck. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, who knows at this point? Otani pitching for the Angels. Let's uh, let's. Talk. We're not playing the Giants situation. Um, their pitching situation is a mess right now. Otani eleven three. Uh, we know he's capable of monster strikeout games what are your thoughts here on otani it'll be an ownership thing for me he's somebody that has just kind of almost pretty consistently been removed early any at any sign of anything lately whether it's just uh whether it's just like a blister or regardless so i am kind of hoping he's going to be heavily owned so i can be underweight um but if he is low owned i'm going to go overweight this is there's not much on this slate that really stands out to me as like, I love it other than a few spots. And so, yes, from a raw points perspective, Shohei Otani is probably going to be the second highest projected pitcher behind Gaussman. Um, and if he's low owned, I'm going to want to get to him quite a bit, but he doesn't crack like the four guys that I want to get to a lot on this slate. Yeah. A lot of interest for me in Otani just because, I mean, I chase ceiling a lot at pitching and I mean, he is definitely one of the highest ceiling pitchers in baseball. So um, yeah, I mean, the giants definitely better against right-handed pitching than they are against left-handed pitching, but Otani, when he's on, he's just a guy that's capable of monster games. So um, I think that, you know, I'm definitely going to be taking some shots here and yeah, a lot of strikeouts at the bottom half, you know, Wade and Flores, Peterson, they're not like huge strikeout guys. Jock, has really helped himself with like that big, you know, strikeout up. But the bottom half of this lineup, Davis, Sobel, Estrada, um, Pollock, Crawford, a lot of strikeouts here. Um, I'll just say I'll be almost always prioritizing Gaussman over Otani, but I most definitely will have some lineups where I double pay up with both of them and just run a full cheap stack. Um, are any interest in the Giants bats here? Not really, no. Freeman just got a double. Um, oh, I know he's on it, man. Freeman's been hitting great. That parlay is not dead yet. Uh, the Angels bats. I, I think the Angels are a team you could definitely look at. It just it stinks when Otani pitches because you can't play the best hitter in the lineup. But they are they're cheap enough. I feel um, I ended up playing them as like a mini stack on Tuesday. I talked about this in expert survey today. Um, they were just really cheap and they kind of made everything fit and they like nobody was playing them. So I, I think like if you want to play some of these cheaper angels um, in like a bullpen situation, I, I don't mind it. I just don't love bullpen situations in general. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get there. I'm with you. I don't like playing bullpen games and Otani is always my top target on this angels team. So if I can't include them, I don't really want to get there. Yeah, it'd be one offs or like mini two, three man stacks. San Diego unenthused with offense on this slate. Yeah. I mean, I think that this could be a slate. You build like a three, three, two 
type build or a four four build um, instead of like a five three type build. So or, definitely, yes, that. But like, and also just play the hell out of this four K pitcher, so I can stack as many Braves as possible, Braves and Dodgers as possible. Well, let's talk about them. San Diego at Seattle, no total in this game. It's Darvish going up against Emerson Hancock. Hancock is a top three prospect in the Seattle organization, getting the call up here today. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, Darvish, 8,800. Seattle strikes out a lot. Um, Does Darvish kind of fit this, like, mid-tier, tougher matchup on paper because he's facing Seattle, but, like, a lot of strikeout upside here? Yeah, I said there's four guys on this slate that I really want to get a lot of, and it's Kevin Gaussman, Nick Pavetta, and then the two pitchers in this game, both of them. Um, and so I uh, I really like you, Darvish. I think that's a great price tag for him. Seattle strikes out a ton. Yes, there is possible for a lot of downside. Seattle's got a lot of power too. Sometimes Darvish just does not have it. But I'm going to be uh, – he's, I think, probably my fourth favorite pitcher on the slate – and the gap between four and five is pretty large. Yeah, I like Darvish a lot. I think this is a great, great spot for him. Um, I'd be very interested to see what his like projected ownership looks like uh, throughout the day on Wednesday. Uh, all right, let's talk about the rookie. Uh, you know, hey, you know your prospects. What do you What do you got here? I don't know my prospects. You're setting me up for uh, <laughs> absolute failure. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just messing with you. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean four K and uh pitch count over seventy, and I'm gonna play them in a ton of lineups regardless of who they are. So the fact that he's a strong prospect, here's how here's how I'm gonna run things. I will likely play 150 lineups. Maybe not because I actually have a busy Wednesday uh, and I traded my show to cheese so that I didn't have to do it. But in theory, I would like to play 150 lineups. I will probably have Hancock in 70% of them. And then I will likely have Padres full stacks in the other 30% of my lineups. Yeah, I mean, so... All right, Emerson Hancock is, I mean, there's a lot of things that I read about him where, like, they said his stuff in 2020 in the draft was, like, some of the best stuff that we had saw. Dealt with some injuries in 2021 and 2022. Um, really kind of getting, like, his full first season this year. He has been pitching great in double-A. It's double-A. This is a huge jump. Brian Wu, um, they're giving him like a skip in rotation. So I don't expect Emerson Hancock to stay up with the big league club. This might be like a one and done situation. Um, everything I've read for him is he should be in the majors next year. Um, so yeah, big, big fastball, 94 to 96. And his biggest thing here is a slider. His slider is above average. Um, and anytime you have an above average slider, you start to look through the data and I mean, Everything I've read about him is this is a spot he could do really well. And we'll have to kind of see how it plays out. But, I mean, you look at some of the numbers against sliders, this might be a spot he pitches 15 to 20 fantasy points. I think I'd be happy with that at 4K. Big time, yeah. I will absolutely stack against him just because it's his first major league start yeah but and it's um, the padres <laughs> yeah exactly and so i'm gonna i'm gonna have just an absolute ton of both sides of this 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thought process. Like a three-inch max, I might have Hancock on one and a Padres stack on another. So, I would, um, yeah, I would probably do two Hancocks, one Padres. Yep, love this, love this like upside at four K. Um, one. I, I mean, the Padres again, like we we just kind of talked about it, right? I think we we mentioned the price for Hancock making him very playable, and if you're playing him some you should definitely have some San Diego exposure. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't really have anything to add. It's San Diego. They got a ton of great bats. So stack them up against the cheap guy and then play the cheap guy against them. I mean, a few years ago, four or five, six years ago, um, making the move from AA to majors made like tape and stuff a little bit tougher, but I mean, not nowadays. Um, Seattle bats against Darvish. I mean... There's upside, like there's power, Riley, Julio Rodriguez, Teoscar Hernandez. Like there's upside in this lineup. I just, I like the Darvish side way more than I like the Seattle side. I like the Darvish side a lot more as well. Seattle is just one of those teams that, although that they can go off against anybody. And Darvish is one of those guys that he can just randomly be terrible. So if you're playing a lot of lineups, I'd say absolutely do not X out Seattle. Seattle's a hundred percent a team that you want to keep in your MME pool. Um, but in like a three entry, single entry, I probably wouldn't get there. Dodgers, Diamondbacks, nine total. Dodgers are one thirty favorite. We have Miller facing Kelly here. Uh Miller eighty two hundred. Any interest here in Bobby Miller? Yeah, a little bit. He doesn't crack my top four, but I really like Bobby Miller just in general. Uh, the matchup sucks. I don't like playing pitchers against Arizona really ever, and so that's why he's just an MME leftover for me. But uh, he would make the pool in that setting. Uh, yeah, I don't – on a 3 inch max, I don't think I get there. Um, he's been struggling. They've been very fast to get him out of games when he is struggling, and Arizona's a good team overall, so – no real interest for me here. And then Merrill Kelly, again, I'll keep saying it. I think the Dodgers are one of the toughest teams in baseball to face as a right-handed pitcher. So um, I'm not taking Kelly in this spot. And I do hope like the hamstring thing with JD Martinez isn't anything serious. Um, just as a JD Martinez fan, I just hope that like he can stay healthy. Yeah. I played, I think 70% Kelly the other night against Minnesota uh, chief and I on the morning grind. were just, ooing and awing over how much we love Merrill Kelly against Minnesota, but I will play 0% against the Dodgers. Way different matchups. <laughs> way different. Way different matchups. Um, all right. Moving on. Bats. Uh, any interest here in the Dodgers bats? Yeah, I do. I think... Pardon me. I think they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate they're not gonna stack up to me as high as like as sorry as atlanta um but i would say they probably kind of fall on the same tier as maybe like the cubs for me today i think they're probably my third favorite stack behind san diego and atlanta yeah, I mean, I think the Dodgers are always a top stack on any slate. Hopefully, they are lower owned, um, you know, because they do have so much upside on any given slate. So, I definitely don't mind um, taking some shots here on the Dodgers. Uh, any interest in the Arizona bats? 
A little bit, but just kind of as like an MME stack. They're following the same bucket as like Houston, Baltimore, Boston, the Cubs, the Yankees. That's kind of where I'm at today. They're not quite as high as the White Sox, the Dodgers, the Padres, and Atlanta, but they kind of go in that next group. All right, YouTube chat. Does anybody want to give me a score update on the Florida-Tennessee Little League World Series game? My TV turned off. Um, it was 3-1, to one, Tennessee. The The team from Florida in the League, Little League World Series is um, the town that's like 15 minutes from my house. <laughs> All right, morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. I didn't really say it, but I do think Arizona is a great tournament stack today. Um, Miller is a guy that has been struggling a little bit, and I could see it. Arizona is so talented. Uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Let's go with Pavetta. Yeah, I like that. That's That was the top of my list as well today. Um, I'm going to go with the uptick in velocity and go Flaherty. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust at the top today? Let's go Merrill Kelly. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that one. I, I think that this is a tough spot for Kelly. I'm going to go Miller. I'm going to stay in that same game. Um, I think this is a tough spot for Miller as well. Over 4K to hit a home run. Bounce back for me. Bellinger went yard on Tuesday. Um, who do you got for hey, home He run was today? a Spidey bomb too. Nice. Great great minds think alike. I'm going to go Luis Robert. Like that one. I think that's a great call. Um, I'm going to go Gunnar Henderson against Javier. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like today? I'm going to go Danny Jansen, my guy. He's going to get two home runs. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to stay in the same game and go Schneider at 3,100. He should hit leadoff or second, I hope, today. Uh, Stack to score six or more runs. Who's getting the job done today? It's Atlanta. I guess that's the obvious answer. So if we're going to – I almost want to pretend Atlanta is the same as like – call as Coors Field like that's just that they should almost just be like a an uh excluded one so in that case I'll go the White Sox I like the White Sox that's who I had written down um give me Arizona I think Arizona is a sneaky stack today and um with them being expensive I think that people won't get on Arizona today and they're a team that I really like um so we'll see how it plays out uh TJ any final thoughts before we get out of here no, that uh, that's it. Make sure you hit end broadcast when we're done because I'll <laughs> yeah. just keep going afterwards. So yeah, a little pro producing tip I picked <laughs> up from uh, my time doing the morning grind. Yeah, um, you're like seven and a half years behind me. You'll catch up. Um, <laughs> hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more baseball. Have a great day. We'll see you then.